Hello everyone and welcome to the Brunton Bugle, the number one place to get your Kai United fix in the podcast world. I'm Lee Rooney. And I'm Dan McLennan. It's here, it's finally here. The first day of the season is upon us and the Crawley Crypto Bros are the first visitors to Brunton Park. We look ahead to the big opening weekend clash and discuss whether United can get off to a good start in the new campaign. Just saying before we recorded there, Dan, you I think uh, we, we've spoken to each other more than we have our uh, respective wives this week, haven't we? It's, yes, yes. <laughs> it's been a, certainly been a busy one, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd say, how are you doing? But I don't spoke to you the other day, didn't I? <laughs> <It's a> bit... <laughs> Yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. <laughs> About 24 hours ago, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all good, isn't it, really? Just a... Mm. Well, it's two days to go as we record. Obviously, as people listen, it's going to be one or the day off. But, um, yeah, really exciting, the new campaign upon us, isn't it? Mm, glad to see you. Early start, 30, uh, 30th of July. Not many seasons kick off in July. Can't think of it ever has done Christ, when, when when I first started going, it was the 30th of August. You yeah, used to be quite off. late, didn't they? You used to have a yeah. lot of Tuesday night games. It was a strange one, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, well, there yeah. you go. Uh, before we get going, just a reminder to everybody that the uh, the podcast this season is being sponsored by the Kai United Sports Club London Branch once again. The London Branch is open to all Kai United fans. They've got members from Cornwall to Dundee and Houston to Singapore and, of course, every part of London and the South East. They regularly meet up on away trips as well as arranging many social events, sports games and fundraising for the club. Uh, they'll be providing us with information for the away games as part of the preview section of Season 2. You can have more find out more information about the London Branch at their website, colorlondonbranch.org. And also just a reminder as well, if, uh, if you don't already, subscribe to the podcast, all good podcast apps you can find us. Search for the Brandon Bugle on them. It's, it's you know, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Just search for us and, and click like and, or, you know, subscribe. And whenever a new episode comes out, it'll come straight into your little inbox. And, uh, yeah, I mean, give us a review as well. Always appreciated. And as well, you can follow us on social media. I mean, just search for the Brandon Bugle. You'll find us on whatever platform it's on at Brunton Bugle on Twitter and Instagram um, and also you can email us bruntonbugle at gmail.com well let's get into it Dan there only a few little bits of news to cover in the first part of the episode this week isn't there really um, one mm. we sort of half covered didn't we um, on the last episode I think it's fair to say uh, is the departure of Max Killsby on loan to Alan Athletic yeah this this came out when we were recording yesterday the Carlisle preview episode uh yeah, good, good, sensible move. Uh, he's sort of a left-sided defender. You know, we've got Armour and Dickinson at left wing back. We've got Mellish and possibly one more incoming at some point. Uh, he's better playing proper football than just playing training and odd reserve or youth game. You know, it's uh, it's a good loan for him. Yeah, it's, it's a really good move, I think. And I mean, I mean you, you mentioned that he's a left-sided defender. Well, he, he couldn't pick a better person to learn from, could he, in terms of that? Of course, Alan Athletic boss is Peter Murphy, United's Ooh. record outfield appearance holder. Um, one one thing to note with it, mentioning Alan, obviously Alan play under the Scottish FA, so yeah. it is technically an international loan, yeah. and there will be no recall until yeah. January. We can bring him back, but he would, but you'd only be able to play in reserve games. Basically, he won't be able. In fact, I'm not, I'm not even sure he'd be able to play in official. I reserve think games. literally bounce games, yeah, and that would be probably. it. 
probably. But but yeah, it, a great move for him as well to go to a club. I mean, obviously he's going to probably get a bit of game time because former Blues youngster Matty Douglas is out with a knee injury, just had an operation. Mm. Um, they've had a fantastic start to the season, Alan, haven't they? I know you follow a bit of Scottish football a bit more than I do, but they're doing yeah, really well. They've uh, they won the the League Cup group. Which uh, you know, St Johnston were in there, Queen of the South, who were obviously a bigger local team. Mm. Uh, yeah, the one and their reward is a home tie to Aberdeen in the next round. It's a terrific draw, that isn't it? Which them? is on the same night as Carlisle against some team from Manchester's kids or reserves or something. Oh, I don't know. Well, it, put it put it way, I'd, I'd much rather travel up to go and watch Adam play Aberdeen mm. than I would go to watch the that game, shall we say? Yes. But uh, but no, it's fantastic. He could make his league debut this weekend against Stranraer. You imagine? I mean, I'm not sure what the makeup is of um, League Two in Scotland this season, but um, the problem is the teams that come up from from like the Highland or whatever leagues, you know, the the Southern leagues in Scotland tend to be well back, don't they? They tend to just go straight through quite a few of them, don't they? Into, yes, into League One. Cove have, Kelty have. Yeah. Uh, this season it's Bonnie Rig Rose. Oh, terrific. I don't know if Bonnie Rig Rose have quite no. the backing of a Cove or a Kelty who both had considerable. No. I mean, Ed- Edinburgh City had a bit of backing, but and they've sort of stalled a bit, haven't they? they they've, they've struggled to. They, to they, they, went, to they went up after the playoff against Adam in, yeah. at the end of last season. Yeah. But uh, you look in that league, and Dumbarton are probably the biggest team coming down. Yeah. There's no reason why Annan can't be up in the mix again. It's one of those ones, if he has a terrific first half of the season, you look and think, great, he's shown he can play in men's football. You then potentially look and say, right, we'll extend your contract another year and you can stay on loan there. If we're doing well, we don't need him to come back. That works well for both clubs, doesn't it, really? It, 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 it just, like I said, it, it, it's a much better move than sending him somewhere. Like With, with all the respect to these clubs, the likes of Workington and even you know Penrith and your Kendalls, Workington's obviously higher than Penrith and Kendall. I appreciate that, but if you see what I mean, it's basically a good standard, isn't it? Basically, for you oh, to go yes. to and learn from, and you know, you get these big games against the likes of Aberdeen. It's a real good test room. So, mm-hmm. fantastic news uh, for Max, and hopefully, we'll, we'll we'll keep an eye obviously on how he's doing throughout the season. We'll we'll get updates for each episode, like like we did last season with the loan updates, and uh, see how he's getting on. Um, one of a bit of news that came out uh, after we, well, literally, as we dropped our episode last night, obviously. The, and we this fully event, expect yeah. this to be announced one way or the other once we finish recording. Either that or while we're recording. We're, we're yeah. keeping a very close eye on this, aren't we, really, in terms of the times we're finishing and things. But Jamie Devitt has been offered a deal, as we expected he would be. Um, so Paul Simpson's confirmed this. He's basically said the deal's been offered to Jamie. Hey, he's having a bit of time to think about it. I don't think they were training yesterday and Wednesday, from what I can gather, but that's obviously when we spoke to Simo, so I, I presume that they had a day off. Um, now, so what Simo said is, he's been offered a deal where if he plays, he'll be on pretty much what he was on last season. If he doesn't play, he won't be. That's not saying he's not getting any money at all, it just means his basics are going to be a lot lower, basically, isn't it? Essentially... The it's pay, a form pay, of pay as you play, isn't it? Yeah. Well, well, people think when, when when you hear the words pay as you play, if they don't play, they don't get paid. That's not the way pay as you play no, no, works no. usually. It basically means so, you get a very so, basic... Say, 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 for example, no idea about yeah. these figures. Say he's yeah. on £1,000 a week last season. Yeah. What that essentially means is he will probably get a basic of 500 and if he's in the 18, he'll get the other 500 Yeah. And if he's out injured, he'll just get the basic 500. I yeah. think, give or take, you know, I mean, there'll be other caveats and 
some bobs, but it, it's, it's a weird one because we're going to be talking about this, and yet <laughs> by the time this comes out, people will probably know if he's staying or going. Because Simon yeah, has said yeah. he needs an answer by Thursday because he yeah. needs to know whether he's going to be involved at the weekend. We we don't know whether he's there today or not. We haven't seen any pictures or anything, so we're not hundred percent sure. But I, I could. There's a lot of people talking if oh, you know, he needs. We should be making a better off him. We've got to be realistic with the stats. His appearances over the last few seasons haven't been that high. I counted it up. Uh, he's made 47 appearances in all competitions in three seasons while being at five different clubs. That says basically he's averaging about 16 appearances a season. Yeah, which isn't brilliant, but no. obviously he has had a couple of bad injuries in that time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Obviously, the other one. Was On the flip well. side, it's widely known that he's basically a good egg. Yeah, he's brilliant in and around the squad. He's good for, he's good for morale. He he gets it. He gets the club. He's a good example to younger players as well. They can yeah, learn a lot yeah, from him too. Yeah, and like I said, we are a bit short on experience, and experienced players can be hard to come across, especially ones that are going to. We are, that are, gonna bit, s- we are slot a little in. bit short in the middle of the pitch as well. Yeah, in that's my true. Opinion, that's true. It, 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 he's, he's one of those ones as well. I've, I've said, oh, you get much better off of the national league. I think you'd have to take a lower level National League club even because I don't think like a Wrexham or something. But I might be wrong on this. I might be completely wrong, but I don't think a Wrexham's going to come in and offer no, him yeah. know, big money to go there because they no. want someone who's going to start most weeks. So yeah, yeah. realistically, we're probably his last chance to get a decent deal at a football league club. So the the question there is, at, what, 30, 31 is he now? Whether he wants to take that. 32, sorry, he's a little older than. Yeah. So it's whether that he thinks, well, one last season in the football league, have a good go at it. And then maybe next season, you know, you'd look for a club a bit nearer to home. Also, he's based in, I think, Chorley now these days, and he ran about that way. So that might be the way he looks at it. So it's 50 50. Like I said, for all we know, he'll get announced at four o'clock just after we finish recording today. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, if, if he is, just ignore everything we've just said. So, uh, so there you go. I personally hope he signs. Yeah. I do. Uh, I, I'd, I'd agree with you there. I, don't, I, think he, I think he's a real asset. Potentially. I think I think for the the deal and that I think he'd be worth it and you know but why not him and it's not for no, us to say no, exactly he may have half his other priorities he might look and think well you know even if he's just used us for to get himself fit during the preseason I'm no problem with that because he's clearly been a good a good character in the dressing room he's not caused any problems and it's no major problem to simmer you know at the end of the day so you know we can we can lock on and focus on that elsewhere potentially but um. But yeah, that, that's so that's where that is. Um, just a little quick up, update on one other thing. Um, uh, in terms of the away tickets, they've just announced about the Shrewsbury Cup game, haven't they? Dan, I've just seen that on the official website today. So uh, for the Carabao Cup tie at Shrewsbury in a couple of weeks' time, um, tickets are £10 for adults. So it's a decent deal there if you're thinking of going down. They don't go up on the day as well, so you can make a last-minute decision if you want to, to go down. I'll, I'll be certainly driving down to that one from Liverpool. But um, yeah, it's, it's nice to see that as any clubs at this you know the start of the season. I think last season when we played Sheffield United, I think it was fifteen pounds a game, which for a Championship club at home against a League Two club, I thought was a bit, bit much. Quite frankly, I think they could have reduced that a bit further. But, but yeah, so that that that's where we we are in terms of that. I don't think there's any other news to cover. Is that Dan? I'm just sort of looking through the website. No, Not really. No. No, obviously, I think the, the club have announced that they've uh, continued the sponsorship with Rickabees as well in terms of all the pitch equipment and things like that. Um, nice picture of Simo and his tractor. Absolutely love it. I, I, I didn't realise, actually, remember this the other day. He's, he's, uh, I think his his dad works for um, Rickabees, didn't he? Or did? Up until, I think he was still working then. He was 80. That was a few years ago. So 
So yeah, that's a bit of a family link with Rickaby's then in a way as well. So fantastic to see. But yeah, other than that, I mean, I'm just like I said, I'm looking through it and I don't think there's any other bits of news really to cover. I mean, I suppose we haven't really covered the Morgan game too much. We sort of briefly covered on in some of the preview bits, didn't we? But um, yeah, a decent, decent performance against a, you know, a good League One side, wasn't it really in that game? So yeah, got to take that on board and look at the positives there, I think, is it fair to say? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and just, like I said, I think we're getting close to the the lineup we want to pick there. Um, because it's a bit of a shorter show today because we haven't actually got a match to review. That's, that's the one problem. Normally we do a match review bit here when we put up 10 or 15 minutes, but obviously Speak, we haven't got that. Speaking of reviews, one thing we are going to mention is we want a little bit more interaction with you, the listener, yes. this season. So one of my magic ideas over the summer was the 60-second summary hmm. where we are going to invite two or three listeners an episode to send us a 60-second summary of the game. So, obviously, after the game on Saturday against Crawley, we'll put a tweet out, we'll pick three of you, and we'll DM you, and uh, we'll probably use WhatsApp voice note because we can transfer that over onto our system. And, basically, you review the game in 60 seconds. And, apart from listening to me, Mike, and Lee talk about the game, we get a bit of alternative view and it also gives us more discussion points yeah exactly that's the way we're thinking about with that um we're going to try and do a few little bit more things on match days on our instagram and twitter channels as well maybe we're going to maybe look at doing that uh might even start this weekend i know i've said i'm going to be doing this before but i'm going to try and do it on saturday basically i'll be traveling up to the game with mike on the train so we'll we'll do a few little bits on our instagram um stories feed basically and talking about the game, talking about going up to matches, our favourite opening day games. I mean, if you look at the last 10 years or so, there's not been many enjoyable opening day fixtures no. for us, is there? I think, no. is it maybe two wins in the last, or maybe one win in the there last 10 years? There was a table came out the other day where one of the worst teams in the country on the opening day in the last 10 years, I think we got yeah. seven points or something. If I'm right then, I think I think it might only be one win in there possibly. I think we beat, obviously we beat... Um, Crawley, funny enough, actually, didn't we, a, few, a couple of years mm. ago? I, th- I um, think it'd be one win, three or four draws, and the rest defeats, I think yeah. it was. Yeah, we had some bad results in the opening day. Uh, when I look back through that just before. So, so yeah, there you go. Um, right, well, before we get into talking about Crawley Town, let, let's talk to a Crawley fan. This is obviously one of the sections that's carried over again from uh, the last couple of seasons, is the uh, behind enemy lines section. So, yeah, this is the bit where we basically, we, we sit down and have a crack for about 10, 15 minutes with a, an opposition fan about their team and how they're getting on of late and, you know, their hopes for the for the you know weeks ahead, months ahead, and that kind of thing. And uh, this time out, we obviously with Crawley Town. We spoke to Sam, who is from the Crawley Town Supporters Alliance, which is a voice of the supporters. I think it's like a, I don't know if it's their equivalent of the trust or that kind of thing. But um, but yeah, basically, we spoke to Sam about uh, Crawley Town. Touched on a few topics. I mean, the main one we talked about was obviously the, the takeover by the uh, the crypto organisation, which me and Dan will talk about shortly as well. But um, but yeah, talks about that and a few other bits about uh, Dom Telford and how he's and obviously Ashley Nadison as well, former Blue, who's uh, at his hometown club now and um, doing all right there by all accounts. So, so there you go. So here's the chat I had with Sam earlier this week. Sam, thanks for joining us on the Brunton Bugle this week for the preview episode. Had the big season opener between Cal United and Crawley Town at Brunton Park. Um, yeah, it's obviously the new season's upon us. How confident are you feeling about the, the Red Devils' chances for this season in, in League Two? Because you've had a, a few seasons where you've actually done all right, haven't you? You've been sort of mid-table and, you know, we'll talk about the new owners in a, in a minute, but it, it, it seems like there's maybe a little bit more positivity around the club at the moment. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've had a few seasons where we've kind of been in mid-table and flirted with the playoffs. Um, had a good uh, cup run and beat Leeds in the FA Cup at home a few years ago during COVID as well. Um, uh, but with the new ownership, and, uh, which we'll come on to, and, and the new signings, hopefully we can creep into that top seven this season. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the, the the takeover then. So, I mean, see, for those listening who don't know, um, Crawley were taken over by uh, Wagme United earlier this year, which is a... Uh, it's a sort of crypto sports ownership sort of group, isn't it? I think they're looking to own a few things around the world. I think for their, their plan is. Um, it certainly created a lot of headlines and probably fair to say a bit of concern among some sort of football finance experts. I I know they tried to buy into Bradford City and they were quickly chased from there. But what's the Crawley fans' thoughts on it? I mean, understandably, you're going to be excited when someone comes in, you know, said they're going to put money into the team, but... Is there a little bit of concern about the links between you know crypto and NFTs and that kind of thing? I've even started with a bit of uh, quite a lot of people are sceptical. Um, but as we've gone on, they've been very engaged with the fans. So we've seen and heard a lot of them recently. Um, and I think that's always a, a, a strong indicator that they're going to be okay when you kind of hear and see lots of them when they first take over a club and some of our previous owners haven't been that visual. So uh, that, that's been a real positive. They did an NFT launch, which they... Unlike Liverpool, they didn't aim it at the Crawley fans. Mm-hmm. They, they they were aiming it at the, the people in maybe America and, and the Web3 community and trying to get people to buy into Crawley for NFTs. And, and they sold over 9,000. So, um, and, and that's pretty incredible, uh, bearing in mind, obviously, we're a League 2 club. So, yeah, so they've put their money where their mouth is, um, which is obviously a positive in terms of the signings we've made. Um, and, I, and I think a lot of the people who maybe were sceptical uh, before are now quite positive around what, what could what could be this season around the corner. Um, and, and ultimately, I, I've said to a lot of people recently that there's a lot of clubs who, and you don't know where the money's come from, with the owners. Mm-hmm. So, um, whereas these guys, we, we've been informed by the EFL that they've had to put up two years' worth of money to pay for the club to run. So we've got that, and then you've got the AFT money on top of that. So, um, And the, the, these guys aren't silly. They haven't made money... Um, e- easily, they've had to work for it hard. So, um, and, and it's great they've picked us. I think, and I think it could be a really exciting journey. Yeah, obviously, one of the things they said when they they, they took over is the classic line you get from any sort of a new owner coming in, isn't it? We want to get them to the Premier League in however many years, and yeah, it, it, it's good headlines, isn't it? I suppose. But what do you think is a realistic ambition for the club in, in years to come? Because obviously, some of the stories that have been written about this have made the point about the fact that at the moment you do have what is it the second lowest average attendance in the EFL, so it's they've got a challenge on their hands, haven't they? Yeah, we yeah you're right. And if you look at Bradford, the other team as you said earlier, they they tried to buy totally two two totally different clubs. Obviously, yeah. Bradford used to be in the Premier League, massive supporter base. Crawley only ever been highest in mid table League One, really small fan base. So I think look, they, they've looked at the Bournemouth model when they were struggling in, in the fourth division at the time, and uh, and they got to Premier League, and they think they can do it with us. I can see similarities, but look, it is definitely a dream of the future. That is, I think I think they want to come in, they want to grow the fan base locally and and on the, the web community, and then they want to try and get into League One within two years. I think they're, they're, let's look at that for the next two years and then go from there. Um, obviously, recent years gone by in the last 10, 15 years, Burton have had a couple of years in the Championship, mm-hmm. as have Yeovil. 
similar sized clubs really, especially Burton who yeah. have kind of come on similar journey to us. That that would be the dream for me probably to get to the championship. But I think look, that they've got some money behind them, that that's for sure. Um, and hopefully actually, a lot of people have been talking about the cost of living crisis and we're, we're a club very close to London. Can everyone afford to go and watch their teams play in London with their families by the time you've bought a match ticket, train costs? They've reduced the ticket prices by uh, a third this season. So you can, oh, okay. you can you, an adult and a child can go to all 23 games for just over 200 quid. So it's amazing value. So hopefully we'll be able to increase the fan base uh, and, and, and go on a fantastic journey. Yeah. Let's, let's move on to talking about in terms of things on, on the pitch or even on the, in the dugout, shall we say. I mean, we'll not talk about John Yenzib's departure at the end of last season. We all, we all know what's happened there. It's, it's pretty unsavory, I think it's fair to say. But the arrival of Kevin Betty is certainly an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, most fans, certainly Cala fans, remember him as a pacey winger for Wickham. He was a very good player for them. But as a coach, he's obviously started out at Fulham and then he's done some really good work at the FA and with Arsenal under 23s. Maybe seen as a little bit of a coup to get someone like that energy manager. How, how impressed are you with the work he's done so far? Yeah, I think, I think it's a very interesting appointment. And if you look at what Nottingham Forest have done recently and what Forest Green did last year, uh, those two managers have had a history working in the English Football League and, and have done very... Sorry, sorry, the England team have gone into the English Football League and done really well. I think the good thing about Kevin is he's not only worked for Arsenal in England as a coach, he's worked with young players, wants to play a good style of football. He's also played in all four leagues. So yeah. he, he, he's got a variety of experience there. He talks really good talking interviews, but very realistic and has said numerous times, which I can say whatever I want in interviews, but the talking needs to be done on the pitch. I think the players have bought into him. Um, the only risk for me is, is the first 10, 15 games is he wants to play out from the back, which is fine, <laughs> um, which we don't know how he killed, but um, we don't want to be trying to do it too much and have mistakes at this level. But I think he, he has spoke about that and hopefully that, that won't be the case. But I, I'm pretty excited. I think he's attracted some good players. We've signed James Balagese on loan from Liverpool. He signed the new deal there and then went out on loan to us. You don't get players on loan from Liverpool easily, but he used to work at Kevin Betsy. Um, so I think I think that between him and Dan Machici, the assistant manager, they're going to attract some good players. Uh, and, and hopefully um, Kevin's... Kevin will be able to, to get us promoted. Obviously, he hasn't worked as a manager in the Football League yet, but, but nor did Rob Edwards, who got Forest Green promoted last year. So so who knows? Yeah, it's interesting. So obviously, in working at the FA, we, we were discussing before we started recording, that obviously, uh, our manager, Paul Simpson, knows him quite well from his time in the FA. So it sounds like we're, if he's looking at players that he's worked with during his time working with England and the youth sides, we're probably battling for similar players because Simo's been signing a few players he's worked with before. So that's that's quite interesting, wasn't it? It'd be interesting to see them against each other in the uh, dugout the weekend. In terms of your squad, let's talk about, obviously you mentioned a few signings and things like that. I mean, the, the standout one thing for most lower league fans, at least, especially in League Two, is Dom Telford. It was quite a surprise, I think it's fair to say, to see him turning up at Crawley. There was talk of League One clubs being interested in him. I mean, it, it's an interesting one because he, he had a terrific season, obviously, for Newport, but he did have a long dry spell towards the end of the season. And there may be some concern that, you know, is he going to refine that scoring touch? I think he scored about one in his last 12 or something like that, I think it was. Uh, how happy are you with him? Uh, as a, sorry, how happy are you with him as a signing? Do you think he's potentially going to rediscover that form? 
Yeah, I think I, I was absolutely astounded when we signed him. I couldn't <laughs> believe it, um, especially who he's linked with. And I, I'm pretty sure we're probably paying him a good whack to be here. But I think if we if we, we, if we can get given service, he'll be a 20 goal season player for sure. Um, and I don't think a player like that comes here just to be mid table. He's come here to get promoted. Yeah. He believes in the project. Um, so very yeah, very very excited really. And yes, he. And a lot of people have said, on top of what you said, that he's only really had one good season. Yeah. But he has been around a while. He's had a good stint at Bristol Rovers. He knows Tom Nichols and one of our strikers. So, um, and I, I think I think if, uh, he, he, we played Hearts in a pre-season friendly and he got two goals. And the second goal was, was top quality. And I think if we can give him the service, he's definitely going to be a threat again this year. It's interesting you mentioned Nichols A. He's one I've always really liked. Every time we've played against you guys, he's always really impressed me. Someone who's always impressed me when he's playing for you guys and playing for us is Ashley Nelson. Obviously, he had a, two loan spells at Brunner Park, a very popular player, full of running and chipped in a few goals as well. Obviously, he turned down a deal at Fleetwood a few years ago to uh, to come back to Crawley because it's his hometown club. Um, and he signed a new deal with you guys in the summer, I think. Uh, how's he got on over the last few years at Crawley? He doesn't seem to have quite found the same scoring form he did for us when he was on loan. No, I think I think Ash, Ashley's a good League 2 player. The, the, the thing he needs to go on and to the next level is he needs to score more goals. Yeah. So he scored 10 goals last year. He's got lots of pace, but it, sometimes his finishing can let him down. And, and if he can score a goal, he'll go on to have a fantastic end to his career. Um, and I, I think it'll be interesting how Kevin Betsy works in this year. But I know that Bradford and Doncaster are in for him during the summer. Um, so some two top teams there. Uh, but he wanted to stay local. He's just got married. He wants to stay in Crawley. And it's good we gave him a two-year deal. Um, yeah, we're very pleased he's kept on. With Tom Nichols and uh, Quezzy Appiah and obviously Dominic Telford, not sure how many games we'll start this year. Um, but but he's definitely a great striker to have in the squad. But just here, probably seems to see a few more goals from him, really. Yeah, I mean, looking for you, Scott, as well. There's, there's a good mix of experience in there. So you've got you've got some very old players in Glenn Morris, obviously, and 38 year old goalkeeper, and you know Craig and, and Lynch at the back. Adding Dion Conroy as well as a signing seems to be a decent one. He was a captain at Swindon last season. So again, how's he done so far in pre-season? Yeah, he's done all right. He, he, he's a, he's a definitely a ball player centre half, and, and Kevin Betts has signed two ball, ball players centre halves, and said that's very much how he wants to play. Not too sure how Joel Lynch and Tony Craig will fit into that. But hopefully they'll be used because obviously their experience at the League Two is vital. Obviously Dion's played at League Two for a couple of years now, but it'll be interesting who who does start in our. Cause we'll, we'll definitely play a three-five-two formation this season. Who slots in there, um, and who Kevin prefers to play um, in the back three and, and whereabouts. But Dion will definitely slot in there and start, I think. But yeah, we've got some experienced players in the middle of the park as well. And what I really like is we've only really lost one player from our squad last year. So for his 12th last year, he really lost one player who was a regular starter and then added a lot of players. So hopefully we'll only be going upwards of 12th place this year. Yeah. Um, before I get on to the predictions for this weekend's uh, game, Sam, um, just ask you: Have you have you been to Brunton Park before? I'd just like to know if, if you have any, or what, what what's your thoughts? Yeah. You know, if you've uh, been up and what, what do you think of it as a ground? And... Uh, yeah, I went there as a sixteen-year-old in two thousand and four. <laughs> wow. Um, I remember we lost we lost in the eighty-first minute. One nil, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember that. Was it? I yeah, think. Yeah. Tell you what, funny enough, the player who scored the goal that day, Craig Farrell, he actually died recently. It's quite a oh, silent wow. story, really. He's only about 37, but I think that was the last goal he scored for us, actually, from what I remember. So, see, I remember oh, that game. Well, I, I can remember we scored in all kinds of games, but yeah, that was quite a while yeah. ago, yeah. 
Yeah, so I, I haven't been since. It's kind of obviously where Crawley is. It's kind of one of those yeah. journeys where you're like, I've done it. I've done Long, it. I'm not longest journey it of the season, isn't it? <laughs> but we, we've been really unlucky, actually. I, I think three of the last four years we've been we've been away first game of the season to yourselves again yeah. uh, on top of this, and then Hartlepool. So two, <laughs> two, three really really long journeys. So, but um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, Carlisle under Paul Simpson that ended really well last season. So it'd be interesting to see how you guys do this year. Yeah, it's one of those ones. He's obviously staying on for. He's got a three-year deal, so he's actually got time to rebuild something here. Rather than often when you give managers a, a two-year deal, you know, there's a risk that they're thinking, "Well, I've got to try and earn myself a new deal this season after, so I need to get it right straight away." But the, the club back in basically, and they're giving him time to build something decent. And yeah, our preseason has gone pretty well, so you, so you never know. We're, we're quietly confident. We're not crowing about finishing in the playoffs or top three or anything, but I think. <laughs> we, we we believe we can we can push towards a top half finish at the very least. Um, Sam, thanks for giving up your time today. Really appreciate it. Before we finish, uh, I'd like to get your prediction for this weekend's game. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go over two or draw. Oh, bloody goals! Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think I think with our new style of play, I think we potentially can see a couple of goals. But also we've got some goals in us. Um, obviously we want to start with a win, but I think a draw away from home on the first day of the season is never a bad result. Yeah, and I'm sure Ashton Addison will get at least one of them, <laughs> as is, <laughs> is Sod's law. Sam, thanks for giving me time, and after this weekend, good luck for the rest of the season. Yeah, and you, and you. Cheers. Well, thanks once again, Sam, for giving up his time to speak to us uh, this week. Um, it seems, seems quite optimistic, doesn't he, really, of uh, Crawley's chances for the season ahead, Dan? I mean, as we said there, obviously, they've been sort of mid probably over exceed expectations in some of the recent seasons, finishing mid-table, but now they've probably got ambitions to finish a bit higher, which... Uh, yeah, I'm sure they'll, they'll be certainly for. a different season with uh, the whole crypto and Wagme thing. You know, it, yeah. uh, it'll be one to keep an eye on, sort of thing, and see yeah. how it goes. Yeah, well, well, we'll talk about a little bit about that after the break, but we're going to take a short break now. Like I said, it's a shorter episode than normal. We'll still have the halftime break, and uh, before we do, I've got a little quiz question for you, Dan. So it, it, it's quite similar actually to the one we asked on the uh, CFC season preview one, but obviously, as we mentioned there. Our record on the opening day in recent seasons is pretty appalling, isn't it? I think it's fair to say. Last 10 seasons just haven't really turned up for a lot of games. So my question is, who seven players have scored on the opening day for us in the last 10 seasons. Can you name those seven players? So that's your question there. Seven players. So we'll we'll take a short break now and we're back. And then then maybe just before we get into the PvP, you can have a crack in and we'll see if we can get that right. So here's the break. Hi, I'm Paul Simpson from the Football Club. Welcome to the Brunton Bugle. There you go. Our best pal now, isn't he? Big old Simo there on the uh, the halftime break clip. People have been asking for more of them. That That's another one of yours, Dan, isn't it, that you managed to, yeah. to nab when you were at the uh, shirt launching. So before the break, I did say to you, Dan, the question was the seven players who scored on the opening day for us in the last 10 seasons. So, Right. Uh, you know one of them already because you guessed him yesterday. <laughs> you well, no, I, I got two of them yesterday, I think, because... Well, I think you only got one because you went for Sagaf was one of them and he was actually the second game. No, 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 no. I mentioned another game, but I think there were wrong answers. There was a game where McCurdy and Scoogle scored. Yes, sorry, you did get Scoogle as well, I should say. Yes. yes so you got those two, yeah. McCurdy and Scoogle the first two. And our visions of when we got beat at Exeter, was it Richie Bennett scored? Absolutely right. Richie Bennett did score in that game in the opening day of the season. Now, was there not a game 
are you including the trophy? Because we started no. the season with it. I should say league fixtures, I should say. Yeah, so apologies. I was going to say, fault. we did start with a trophy game one yeah. season, didn't we? Because Gimme Terrier would count as one then, but he doesn't. Uh, I can remember we played Swindon on the first game of the season up here. But I can't think who scored. And oh, going back to another game from yesterday, when Jamie Devitt got sent yeah. off, Reggie Lamb put us in the yes, league, didn't he? he did, he did in that game. Reggie Lamb is one of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think who else we've played on the first game. Uh, last 10 years. We played Lewin, but we got beat, didn't we? Yeah. Um, one of them... Okay, so... The, we we, we got... No, hang on. In the last on. 10 years, we got hammered off Orion, didn't we? Yeah, that was the, the first of the 10 years. I'm sure... Was it a moose scored that game? Yes, he did. He scored. Because I think he made it... Did it make was it a penalty? I think it was, was yeah. it a penalty? Yeah, it was a penalty. Yeah, I remember now. I think he was brought down for it. So, yeah, so there's, you've got there's, there's, two there's more There's an left. away game I can't think of, and I'm not going to get that one. Okay, uh, do you want me to give you some cl- a clue on the away game that you're thinking of? Yeah. It was away at Mansfield. It was an open day of the season. I want to take an educated guess... At Jabbo for that. Yep. Because it was about his time. What was, was it? Yep, yeah, it was Jabbo. And I think if I'm right, that is a debut goal as well, funny enough. Obviously, it goes back further than the, the three red lost night. But and I can't, I can't think of the other one. The other one you couldn't quite get. I was, you were right when he said it's Swindon, it was Luke Joyce. So there's no surprise ah, you wouldn't so get that one. We played Swindon twice on the first day then, haven't we? Yeah, so Luke, Luke Joyce was the one who scored in the opening. Uh, no, Two one defeats Swindon. Paul yeah, Mullard actually yeah. scored for Swindon that day. I completely yeah. forgot he was at Swindon. So, so yeah. there you go. So that's it. That's the, uh, the the question of the week. If anyone at home is trying out, that, uh, good luck to you. If hopefully you've uh, managed to get all seven. A bit, bit of a challenge to try and get Joyce. I think that's that's the one that'll catch people yeah. out. I think it's fair to say. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, worth knowing. I think four of those players were signed by uh, Keith Curl. I think out of the, the seven. If I'm right, I'm, Amu was signed by. Was he signed by Greg or was he signed by? It was signed by Greg, wasn't he? Amu. And Scoogle was signed by Scoogle McCurdy, obviously by uh, Stephen Presley. So there you go. Right, quality time, Dan. Let's talk about them. Opening game Ooh. of the season. A repeat of that opening game where McCurdy and, and Scoogle both scored in a 2 1 win again. That I think was Lewis Young sent off in that game for them late on, I seem to remember. Something happened. I think it was a push or something, or maybe he went in a two foot challenge. I can't seem to remember, basically. 18 19 was that, I think. Uh, yes, possibly. I think that was when it was. I'm um, just bringing it up on the computer now. No, nineteen twenty. I think it'll be. Ah, uh, yeah, nineteen. Because eighteen yeah. was Exeter. Yeah, yes. it was Crawley. Yes, they had Louis Young sent off last minute. Ah, well, there you go. Yes. Um, so yes, that that, that, that God, it's, it's mad, isn't it? How it's repeated itself again. I mean, Crawley apparently have had a bit of a rotten luck in terms of opening day season. They've also played Hartlepool on the opening day of the season away. I think last season, so they've had some journeys to make. I it's... wonder if they request for one of their longest first because you can make some requests on your fixture yeah, sheet. That's very true. To be, I fair. mean, you, you, well you obviously put in about certain derby games and certain dates I don't want, and you know if the Scunthorpe Flower Show's on. Scunthorpe don't want to play at home, etc. You know that sort of thing. I'd, I'd love to go to Scun- Scunthorpe uh, Flower Show. <laughs> It'd be more, ex- more exciting than going to Scunthorpe for nothing. No, then certainly would, certainly would. Um, normally, at this point, we'd do the the referee section and talk about uh, a bit about them. Referee for this game, it's his first football league game. It's Thomas Kirk. 
So uh, Thomas Kirk is the referee. I've just got his details. Thomas Kirk is an estate agent in the Manchester area. Because I, I, my mate messaged me who the referee was, and I did a search, and he he did uh, National League last season. So. Well, you say he did National League last season. He only covered seven games last season. That's last wrong. Week. That's wrong. For some is reason, it? on soccer oh. base, it's not it's not a full list. There oh, is other okay. sites that show his full list, but uh, unless he maybe maybe he was uh, he might be running the line on some of those games. Sometimes that that's what possibly happens. possibly covered, so yeah. it may well be. But yeah, there's only seven showing on soccer base, and soccer base normally covers them all. But mm. but there you go. Um, so yeah, his la- in fact, his last uh, game was one of the um, playoff games. It was the Solihull beating Chesterfield 3-1, which I think was one of the semi-finals, wasn't it, actually, if I remember rightly. Um, so yeah, it's a big game for him coming in his first uh, game as a referee, isn't it? So that'll be interesting to see how he gets on. Paddock, I mean, you know what to do? Yep, the fourth officials, Graham Fivey and Paul Newhouse, sorry, the assistants, I should say. I think they both worked together at Brunnen Park before from what I can remember and Matt Corlett is the uh, fourth official not a name that I recognise so I'm guessing that's a new one possibly as well so so yeah I'm sure there'll be a nice warm welcome for them to the Football League for the first time <laughs> it's fair to say um, yeah so on from there head to head against Crawley um, I'm sorry my finger isn't loading up I had them, <laughs> them all up a minute ago my, my computer's playing up all that talk of uh, things going smoothly the other day is uh, Coming back to bite me on the backside. It's a head-to-head, Dan. Um, we've got a pretty good record against them, I think it's fair to say. Uh, ten wins, that's including also the, the game of the National League, with uh, seven draws and three defeats. So, yeah, pretty comfortable with, with in terms of uh, how that went. Um, looking at how they did last season, um, they finished in 12th place, dead in the middle, it's basically been where they've been for the last few seasons, isn't it? I think we we predicted them to go down a few years ago, where they just they're just stubborn and won't go, will they? So basically, now they're they're almost like a a bit of the furniture in League Two, aren't they? I think it's fair to say, and obviously with the takeover and stuff like that, it's it's going. You hope for them from strength to strength. Kevin Betty coming in as manager, very interesting appointment, isn't it? Mm, yeah, uh, well, like like we've. Uh, alluded to earlier and obviously uh, Sam mentioned it's it's all change at Crawley it's uh, interesting exciting nervous yeah whole crypto ownership thing but yeah. uh, I mean our fans all remember Betsy weren't they quite well from from when he was at Wickham he was a you know, really good winger for them wasn't yeah, he yeah, always yeah. a danger he, he's, he's done pretty well for himself coaching wise hasn't he obviously he started out at Fulham which is the club he started out as a player um, went to the FA, he's done quite a few of the age groups there, worked with Simo while he was there as well. Then he's gone to Arsenal under 23s. You, you can argue it's a bit of a coup, isn't it, to get a, someone who's, you know, head coach of Arsenal under 23s to come in and um, to take over. But then I suppose Salford City have got uh, Neil Wood from Man United doing the same thing, haven't they? So it's an yeah. interesting, two, two similarish appointments at this level. Betty's a good one there, I think, for Crawley, and that he should be able to pick up some of the decent young players from around London. You, you, would, you would think he'd have a good knowledge, good knowledge and database of uh, yeah. potential signings. Obviously, knowing the ones that you know are going to be too good and not want to, going to want to come there, but you'll know the ones that are probably suitable for that level and can come in. So, so I think quite an interesting move there. Um, yeah, in, in terms of uh, transfers, you know, we, we talked about it already on me in the previous episode, but. Dom Telford and Dion Conroy, the two standout ones, aren't they? I think it's fair to say in, yeah. in terms of, you know, the impact that we expect big, them to big, have. Big, big season for Telford, for sure. Last year wasn't a flash in the pan because compared to the rest of his career, it probably is. Not not many players get a chance to do it twice, do they, at one level, really, in terms of showing no, the no. top goal scores. Quite often they, they move up to a higher level, don't they? So, 
interesting to see how he actually gets on. I and mean, if he has a bad start, you know, for the amount of money they're paying him, the pressure could actually be quite on for him to perform. Conroy was obviously captain at Swindon last season. Good addition. And James Balagazi, Balagizzi, I think it is. Sorry, I don't know how to pronounce it. But for, on loan from Liverpool should be a, an interesting signing as well. So, I mean, I am curious to see how they get on this season because if they get off to a good start with a, with a new manager in like Betsy, it could, they, they could actually do quite well. But the pressure will be on. Obviously, before we get into other bits, the, the, the takeover, Dan, that's that's the one of the interesting parts, isn't it, for them? Wagme United have come in. They're a sports and crypto organisation. Um, I think they're aiming to be like one of these groups that own several different clubs around the world, aren't they? Crawley Town being the first of them. They were chased out of Bradford quite quickly when they tried to take over there. Crawley's a different size of club, so maybe a bit easier for them to get involved there. It's risky business, isn't it, this kind of thing? Because, I mean... I won't profess to be a total expert on crypto, but I've got a half-decent understanding. I've read plenty online and plenty of football financial experts seem to be like, it is a big risk for the club, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's unconventional, isn't it? You know I mean? 99.9% of football clubs bring money in, spend it, make profit or loss. Yeah. Crypto, yes, they'll still be doing that, but the ways of bringing money in are very different, you know, NFTs, non-fungible tokens, it's all very new, it's quite unrestricted marketplace, yeah, it's yeah, volatile, mm. you know, it's, it's... It's risky. It'll be interesting, it'll be interesting. Yeah, they I seem mean, to be doing okay at the moment, but mm. Mm. whether people will keep interested in it, I, I don't know, I think it's fair to say. Interesting, some of the things they've done, obviously, they have a, a poll for season ticket holders and for those who've got involved in the NFTs and that kind of thing, um, to decide what position player they should sign next for the manager. I mean, the, things like this, whenever they do stuff like this, I'm just thinking, what's? don't get fans involved in this. Just let the manager get on with it. And yes, sign yeah. wants. I think most fans are, are well aware of when position. I mean, if our fans were asked it, you'd, they'd probably go for a defender, I think it's fair to say. I think if, if a defender, something. a striker, then a midfielder probably at the moment. Yeah, you know. but I think the, the, the priority would be defender. I think most fans would agree. So you, you'd probably get the, the right answer. But it's just, uh, I don't get it. I've seen that they've done a thing about scouting as well, haven't they? A prize or something that basically, like, is it £1,200 prize for who, whoever does the best scouting report on us? Which is a very weird way of doing things, isn't it? I'm, I'm not sure I'd like that with us to be honest but no yeah very strange behavior from Corey but there you go but yeah I mean, I'm sure they're coming to this game hoping for to get off to a good start as we are obviously and um and yeah it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how they get on I mean we're, we're not going to do things like overall form last time out because there is there isn't anything to report is there um quick looking through their squad Dan it's They've made some solid additions, haven't they? And they've still got a bit of experience in there. The likes of Tony Craig and Joel Lynch and Glenn Morris are all in their mid to late 30s. So there's a bit of, you know, know-how there. And I think we all agree that one player we've always really liked in recent seasons is um, is uh, Nichols up front for them as well. You know, you talk about Telford and, and Nadison, obviously, but Nichols is certainly someone who um, who's impressed, hasn't he? Mm. Yeah, they've actually not, not got too bad a strike for us, have they? You know, and... Yeah. Uh, but again, it's it's not so much on the pitch; it's off the pitch as well. You know, it, it it really will be interesting to see how it plays out. It really will be. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, even in midfield, you know, you've got your likes of Hess and Tyler. I mean, Jack Payne's down there. I thought Jack Payne had left them for some reason, but he's he's still listed, so I presume he's still there anyway. Um, 
but yeah, so they've they've got some really good quality players, and I'm sure sure there'll be a, you know, I I can see them finishing in a very similar position to last season, which is is not any disgrace really when you consider how you know low their attendances are and things like that. So, yeah. So yeah, it'd be a decent season for them. Uh, quickly, in terms of United, how how are you think feeling we're going to line up? I mean, injury wise, obviously we know that um, Senior and Dixon are both out. Dickinson is a bit touch and go. Whether Devitt's involved depends on whether he signs. Um, one thing that fans might not be aware of is that Mary Patrick's partner is uh, due to give birth tomorrow. That's the due date for their daughter. So, you know, th- there's a chance he might miss the game, possibly. You, you never know, do you? So that that's one thing to bear as well, actually. But, um, but yeah, in, in, in terms of the the team, what what are you expecting Simmer to go with? Hawley, Back, Armour, Mellish, uh, Feeney, Barkley, Moxon and Guy, uh, Gibson and it'll be Edmondson and either Dennis or Patrick. Okay, so that's what we're going with then. Yeah, I, you know what, I hundred percent agree with you. I think that Dickinson, if he's fit, I think he might be involved. But the fact that he hasn't trained much maybe suggests mm. that he'll be used as a sub possibly. But then obviously you've got your options on the bench, haven't you? You've got either Patrick or um, Dennis on there. You've got Toby on there. It goes got... back to what we said about starters and finishes in the yep. preview episode. Sonny Hilton on there, Corey Whelan be one of your backup defenders, and Gabe, Gab Breeze, I guess, would be the keeper. So the, the, there's plenty of options there. Interesting to see if Nick Bellardo's involved again, though, on the bench, possibly. There's potentially going to be a space there to fill. And the, Toby. You know, yeah, obviously, you mentioned Toby, obviously. Then, yeah, there's, there's plenty of chance for those players to be involved. We can, we can use five of the seven. Yeah, exactly that, exactly that. So there you go. So that's that's what we're thinking in terms of the lineup. So uh, I don't think we're going to be too far off getting that right, I think it's fair to say this week. Um, in any last minutes. Yeah, additions. Yeah, exactly. Predictions, Dan. So Mike is going to keep a track of these this last season. We said we were going to last season, but it just ended up so many games coming thick and fast, we never got the chance. So Mike's going to keep an eye on it. So as we've always done this, basically, we, we predict the score and who we think the Kainite goal scorers are going to be. So what are you going to go for for this game? 3-1 win with goals from Gibson, Edmondson and Dennis. Okay. See... I was going to go with a three-one win as well, actually. So I'm going to I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to go three-one win, and I think you're going to see goals from Mellish, Edmondson, and Owen oh, Moxon will score in his debut as well. So you got two debut goals there from Moxon and Edmondson, basically because we banged it about we haven't had enough of those recently. So, so there you go. Let's see what Mike's prediction is for this game. I am going to go for a three-one win with <laughs> Edmondson, Barkley, and Show Silver with the goals. Well, all three of us are back in Edmondson to score, so there's, basically, it all depends on who scores the goals. If the result is right, yeah. isn't it? So that'll be very interesting to see what happens there. So there's, there's my predictions there. Uh, Dan, do you want to quickly bash through the uh, X Blues before we? Yeah, there's up? there's not much this week. Uh, Adam Clayton has been named Doncaster captain. Uh, oh. Former Keith Curl mega signing James Hooper has signed for Danny Granger's Workington Reds, which was mm. an interesting one. Uh, one I think we alluded to, and it's been confirmed, was Schmal George to Livingston. Yeah. Uh, former scholar Elliot Day has gone to Whitley Bear. Yeah. And the more obscure one of the week, uh, this was on the Ground Guru Twitter. Yes. Cardiff City Academy manager David Hughes has joined Man United as a pro development phase coach on the under-21s. 
There you go. Two two one game wonders in the X Blues in one week. That's quite an effort, isn't it? There yeah. you go. So yeah, no, they're fa- fantastic. Yeah, they that that's pretty much wrapped it up, isn't it? Dan? I think it's fair to say. Man, it's been a busy week, hasn't it? Just for it. Three recordings in one go, fantastic. But um, thank you to everyone for this. And actually, it's got to say thank you for all the feedback we've had on the Simo interview in the previous episodes. It's, it's really, really nice. To yeah, see our, our, our Twitter's blown it. up, hasn't it? Yeah, so. it's been great. We're we're hoping, like, hopefully, we're going to get a couple of players lined up over the next few months as well. Maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit more of the backroom stuff. People maybe as well. Might nice to hear from a few of them and you know find out a bit more about their jobs too. So, so yeah, really big thank you once again to the club for that, and thank you everyone for listening to them. Um, we'll be back next week with a preview for the Colchester game. Whether Michael make that one, I don't know. It depends on his availability, but hopefully we can get him in. And then we'll probably do a mini one as well for the Shrewsbury game after that. But uh, that's where we are right now. So uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, look forward to the opening day and up the blues. Up the blues.